Chapter 16 of A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Olivia. A Year's Prayer Meeting Talks by Louis Albert Banks. Chapter 16 The Angels Peculiar to Summertime. Amos Chapter 8, Verse 1. Every season has its peculiar blessings and its peculiar dangers. Our purpose is to study briefly the opportunities and privileges and blessings of summertime that are likely to be angelic in their influence upon us. The first angel of summertime which suggests itself to the mind is that of beauty. It is the season of flowers and birds, and all the delightful coloring and fragrance and harmony of the physical world. It is a time of beauty. Beauty appeals to us in the greensward, in the foliage of the trees, in the flowers in the garden, in the birds coming back again from their winter exile, in the clouds balancing in the sky, in the changing lights and shadows on river and lake and sea, in all these, and in a thousand other ways, beauty appeals to us in summer. The beautiful was intended to be an angel in its influence on our hearts. There is something wrong with us when it does not have that effect. David said that God's gentleness made him great. And surely God shows us his gentleness in a wonderful way when he floods the world with beautiful colors and glorious harmonies these summer days. The beautiful things that meet us in the humblest door-plat ought to soften our hearts to reverent gratitude and awaken us the deep conviction that God is better to us by far than we deserve. An Australian miner had reached the very last of his resources without finding a speck of gold, and there was nothing for him to do but to turn back on the morrow while a mouthful of food was left, and retrace his steps as best he might to the nearest port. He flung down his tools in despair that last night, and staggered over the two or three miles of desert to the campfire. Next morning early, after a great deal of sleep and very little food, he braced himself to go back for his tools, knowing that they might bring the price of a meal or two when it came to the last. As he stumbled back that hot morning, the way seemed very long for his heart was too heavy to carry. At last he saw his wheelbarrow and pick standing upon the flat plain a little way off, and was wearily dragging on toward them, when he caught his toe against a stone deeply embedded in the sand, and fell down. This was the last straw that broke the camel's back. He lay there and cursed his luck bitterly, to think that he should nearly break his toe against the only stone in the whole district, after all his failure to find gold. He felt like a passionate child who kicks and breaks the thing which has hurt him, and he had to beat that stone before he could feel quiet. It was too firm in the sand for his hands to get it up, so in his rage he dug it up with his pick, intending to smash it. But it would not smash, for it was solid gold, and nearly as big as a baby's head. When he showed that great nugget of gold down at the seaport where he carried it, and told how bitter his heart was against God before he found it, he said, with tears in his eyes, now, ma'am, I ask you, did I deserve this? Who is there of us coming out of the winter into the beauty and glory of springtime and summer, with all God's angels of beauty gathered about us, making the world a fairyland for us, who does not, in thoughtful moments, feel like saying, Did I deserve this? We know we did not. They are God's good angels come to us in pure mercy. Another angel of summertime is the angel of abundance. A generous God is our God. Summertime is peculiarly the time of plenty. The poor do not need coal to keep them warm. Work is abundant. Food is abundant. And the whole world suns itself in the added ease and luxury of abundance. 
This is God's angel speaking to us of the heart of our Heavenly Father, who would make us know that there are riches for the soul as well as for the body. The God who is prodigal, with flowers and perfumes and rich colorings in the summer forests and skies, is not miserly with human souls. The writers of the Bible use in large measure the adjectives that tell of abundance when they speak of God's goodness in bestowing joy and glory upon His children. Especially is this true in the New Testament, after men have come to know the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The words abundant, abundance, riches of grace, unsearchable riches, abounding, love beyond measure, and all such terms and phrases that speak of unlimited generosity are the common language of Paul's letters to those early Christian churches founded by him. This ought to be an angel to us. God means good to our souls. If they starve, it is not his fault. Blessed are they that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. But childhood and old age are in great evidence in summertime. They are often shut in in the winter, but the summer brings out both extremes, the baby carriages with their little angels of promise, and old age with its white crown of glory, whom rheumatism has imprisoned in the chimney corner or by the furnace grate, now find their way into the crowd again. Both should be angels in their influence upon us. The sweet innocence of childhood, which is the kingdom of heaven, should recall to us the assurance of God's word, that the heavenly Father pitieth his children like a father, and comforts them like a mother. It should remind us, too, that Jesus made childhood the standard of value in human life, and has declared that except we are converted and become like a little child, we cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. This child life about us should cause us to long again for the trust and reverence and hope of our own childhood, and bring us back in the childlike spirit to communion with the Heavenly Father. An association with the aged should remind us of the transitory character of all things earthly, and that it is only the unseen and spiritual virtues which hold their value forever. Freedom is an angel of summertime. The harsher seasons have many prison walls that shut us in from perfect liberty of movement. The summer is the free season of the year. We come and go with more ease, with less precaution as to health, and to have better opportunity to follow out the free bent of our desires. That should be an angel to us. God sets us free to do as we will, and it is a type of that perfect freedom of the soul which Christ gives to those who are free from every wicked habit and who serve God with ready minds and joyous hearts. End of chapter 16. Recorded by Olivia.